Today, we switch gears from the bright summer kids' films, hero movies, and comedies to take a look at a documentary, 5B. This documentary explores first responders, as it were, of the AIDS crisis in the early 80s. She's Kaylee, I'm Tuesday, and this is Whiskey and Popcorn. B focuses on the nurses, doctors, and volunteers who were on the front lines of treating the first AIDS patients at the San Francisco General Hospital in 1983. At the time, AIDS patients were ostracized and pretty much left to die alone. Nearly 3,000 cases of AIDS have already hit this city. Half those people have died. The AIDS epidemic was raging. They wanted to isolate us and quarantine us on an island. Could this be a disease spread through the air? We were expected to wear what we called spacesuits, and some would refuse to give care. It made me angry. We have to do something. At San Francisco General Hospital, the staff is gearing up for the opening of a special wing to treat AIDS victims. It was built by the nurses there. We were gay, we were straight, we were young, we were old. And of course, that was a time when nobody even knew how it was uh, spread. The danger was very real. AIDS is 100% fatal. We ought to be focusing on what we do to prevent all of us from getting the disease and dying. You have to get out of the mode that you're here for curing people and really get into the mode that you're here to care for people. It was really moving to watch. But Tuesday, I know you have some strong thoughts about this documentary, just given your own background. Right. It's not really fair for me to enter into a review of this film without you really understanding my background. I have a vast knowledge of the HIV-AIDS crisis. From Patient Zero to today's 90-90-90 plan, I have read, listened, and watched everything about this pandemic. As far as documentaries and fictional portrayals, I've seen How to Survive a Plague, Common Threads, The Band Played On, An Early Frost, Longtime Companion, Last Man Standing, A Normal Heart, Philadelphia, Dallas Buyers Club, to name a few. (laughs) And I grew up with family friends and mentors who were gay and HIV AIDS positive, my family had close members die from the disease, and it's always been a passion of mine. Today I volunteer for several nonprofits, both locally and nationally. So just remember that when I'm going into this film. Yeah, some of the stuff she might say is really nitty gritty. We shall find out. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. But that being said, what was your biggest takeaway from this documentary? Like, how do you think they did as far as telling the story of the first responders? While these stories have been told, it's never been told so in depth with this particular ward. Now, there have been other stories. For example, the HIV AIDS care unit 371, which was in Chicago. And I do know a little bit about Arizona's own first AIDS ward here. But at least from my studies, the in-depth look at this particular ward And overall, uh, very well done. Mm -hmm. Well, in a lot of this 
documentary. It's it's a very traditional setup where you have your interviewee and they're speaking to the person behind the camera that you don't see. And then there is a just a gold mine of original footage. As I understood it, as they explain in the documentary, that they were determined to get cameras in there to show people who are dying of AIDS are not scary, they're not lepers, to show the humanity of the people in their dying. Um, so there is so much footage from the 80s within that ward, which I thought was really spectacular and notable, you know, that they were able to get their hands on all that archival footage. Very surprising, especially with any of the initial photos and videos, because, again, these were people who no one would go near. They said even the cafeteria staff would leave the trays outside of the room because they were petrified to even go in and hand a food tray to these patients. And it gives a really nice reminder of the history and how incredibly horrible we treated initial HIV AIDS patients when it was so audaciously called the gay plague. Mm-hmm. The gay cancer. The gay cancer, sorry. And just devastating. The, these people wanted a hug right before they died. Their family wouldn't come see them because they found out they were gay because they became positive. And, and really, these nurses weren't doing anything particularly special. They were just showing love to the patients. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, this, the documentary does focus on the nurses, uh, the doctors, the volunteers who dedicated their time at this the 5B ward it's in San Francisco General. But they also made sure to weave in what was happening outside the hospital. So we got to hear and see newsreels of senators, uh, protesters, even President Ronald Reagan, and how they reacted to the AIDS crisis, because initially it really devastated the gay community, particularly gay men. And for many people, this was, in their minds, God's condemning those people. And so you you heard a lot of rhetoric that, unfortunately, is popping up today, this very uh, homophobic language. And it's heartbreaking to see that. But I do think they did a good job about allowing the other side to be heard. In case in point, they brought in a uh, a surgeon. She is a bone surgeon, osteo surgeon, if I'm saying that correctly. And she took a stance in the hospital. There's this fight brewing about whether or not medical staff and other parts of the hospital particularly, should be aware if a patient had AIDS. And if they had AIDS, they felt that they should be able to wear the protective gear that they wanted to. And she made this big argument because when she's doing bone surgery, it's very bloody. Blood is flying everywhere. She wanted to be extra protected. And, you know, I think that bringing her on and allowing her to say her piece you know, initially you could be like, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. But then you can kind of hear later on her homophobic tendencies that seem to kind of come out. But still, they allowed her to say her piece. And I think the documentary was not judgmental towards her, but you as an audience could make your own decisions how you felt about her point of view. And they had plenty of other people from the other side saying that, you know, once we knew how it was transmitted and everything, they were able to show that love, that compassion. Um, and they talk about the nurse 
Jane Doe who got stuck with a needle and ended up contracting HIV. You know, it's like, here's this poor angel who got HIV after doing her work. And uh, they, they were able to get footage of her and get her story. So it was really interesting, all the different individual lives that they were able to kind of pick out, but still create a very cohesive narrative. And with documentaries, they're always pushing something. They've got their own agenda that they want to get out there. But I felt like this documentary did a really good job of just hooking me with the storytelling process. Like, I didn't feel like I was being constantly beaten over the head without being interested to know what happened next, which is a feeling of some documentaries out there. Um, so I particularly enjoyed, if I can use that word, it was a very uh, tough documentary to watch, but I enjoyed the the progression of the storytelling. I wholeheartedly agree. It was having differing viewpoints available for it was interesting and interviewing parents who either never came around to helping their child or did come around you know you you got those different perspectives which were appreciated and I think you know good on them they get a a journalism star for having both sides get a chance to have their voice on on the piece and you as the audience member get to make your own choice about everything. I do not feel like at the end of the film that I had to side with either side. I could make my own choice on that. I enjoyed the grassroots aspect that they really portrayed. Very similar in vain to How to Survive a Plague. It really takes on this grassroots feeling as a film where you have nurses and doctors who aren't as afraid as they are mad. And volunteers, which they touch on a little bit, but even here, I I know people who are nurses today because they showed up to volunteer in AIDS wards and figured out how to be a nurse and just continued it on after that day. So very, that grassroots feel was very appreciated in the film. And I think that's what touched it to the heart so much. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, this is a very powerful documentary and, you know, one definitely worth watching. If anything, it's a very informative history lesson and I think would be actually useful to see in schools because of how much you actually get to learn about essentially, you know, the, the first responders in the whole country. <laughs> and this. the current issue we have today is overall a sense of apathy among students and kids 14 to 24 where now that it isn't a death sentence that they don't seem to think they have to worry about it anymore and it's still an issue and it's still something we need to get rid of so please show this to your kids tell them it's not a gay disease it's something anyone can catch and we need to stay vigilant, even though now it's a pill a day or it's, you know, it's this or that treatment. It's still very prevalent and something that we need to fix in our generation. For sure. And if people want to get more information on groups or details on how to fight HIV and AIDS, what organizations would you recommend? I highly recommend, if you are local, to reach out to Ripple Phoenix, RipplePHX.com. Or the Southwest Center for HIV and AIDS, which is also downtown Phoenix. And internationally, I would definitely check out IAPA, which is the International Alliance for the Prevention of AIDS. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for that Tuesday. And be sure you guys subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Why not just subscribe to all the places? That way you'll never miss an episode. And always follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And visit our website at whiskeyandpopcorn.org. This week, we will not be having any drinks, but we are saluting our survivors, our heroes, those who've passed, and always celebrate pride every year in June. Here's to life, and thanks for listening.